Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive! Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend the steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Hey, gang, here's a story for you that's so thrilling, I'll bet you'll be telling all your friends about it. It's about one of the adventures of one of the smallest Marines in the surface. They call him Half-Pint in the Marines. You see, Half-Pint is only 5 feet 7 inches tall, and he weighs about 150 pounds. But, fellas, it isn't size that counts in this man's army, it's strength. This Half-Pint was strong as a bearcat, and in A1 condition. One rainy day in the jungles of Guadalcanal, he volunteered for patrol duty to catch some jets, and they put him in charge of the group. It was raining cats and dogs that morning. Okay, fellas, you checked your equipment? All right, now, listen. Three Japs are reported within sniping range. We've got to go and get them. Come on, let's go. Hey, hey, look over here. Footprints, plenty of them. Looks like about eight Japs. Expect they're in that village over there. Quiet, they'll hear us. Now, let's amble around the village and find out where those Japs are and let them have it. Come on, gang. We've got to crawl through the bush. They're, they're in that hut over there. Listen. Everybody set? Let's go! And the Marines did it again. Half pint and his patrol wiped out that Jap nest. Which just goes to show, fellas, that you don't have to be big to be tough. And that brings up a point I want to make. You can't expect to be sturdy and strong unless you eat right. Which includes getting all your vitamins. And today, hundreds of fellas and girls are starting to get two very important vitamins, D1 and D, by sitting down to a swell big bowl of delicious Kellogg's Pep for breakfast. Have you tasted those crunchy, nut-sweet flakes yet? Well, believe me, you'll certainly go for the real hearty flavor of crisp, delicious Pep. So ask your mother to get you a package of swell-tasting Kellogg's Pep tomorrow. And make Kellogg's Pep your special breakfast cereal. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and editor Perry White went out to the Metropolis aircraft plant to witness a test of an amazing robot pilot, a mechanical man designed by Dr. Liveright. They found the mechanical man to be almost human, equipped with eyes, ears, and even a brain. Responding to the orders of Dr. Liveright, the mechanical man took off alone in a single-seat open cockpit plane and disappeared into the sky. Twenty minutes later, the plane came down with a screaming dive and crashed on the field. When the wreckage was examined, the cockpit was found to be empty. The tin man had vanished. Later, while an investigation of the mysterious occurrence was being conducted, Lois accepted an invitation to view the aircraft plant with Professor Jorgensen, a scientist employed there. As our last episode ended, Professor Jorgensen was showing Lois the huge wind tunnel in which new plane models are tested when... But wait. Professor, that fan is starting up. Yes, yes, I see. We've got to get out of here quickly. Come on. Yes, I... 
Professor, I can't move forward. I'm being dragged back toward the fan. Thank heaven, so am I. The fan is spinning in reverse. It's the suction I spoke of. What do we do? It's pulling me back. Fall down, fall down quickly, quickly. Yes, but I'm still being pulled backwards. Don't steal hooks in the floor. That's where the planes are anchored. Grab hold of one. Grab hold. Hold on, Miss Lane. Hold on if you value your life. The suction is getting more and more powerful. I don't know how long I can hold on. You, you've got to hold on. We both got to. If we don't, we'll be stuck if we don't. We'll be stuck if we don't. We'll be stuck if we don't. I don't know how long I can hold on. You, you've got to hold on. We both got to. If we don't, we'll be stuck back into the whirling place of that fan. Oh, this is horrible. I can't stand much more of it. If only Superman were here. But he's not. He's not. Meanwhile, at the very moment that Lois is wishing Superman was present in the guise of Clark Kent, he is talking with one of the machinists in the aircraft plant's machine shop. Now, let me get this straight, Mr. Kent. You want to know if I believe the mechanical pilot, the tin man, is actually possible, is that it? Yes, you worked on it. You helped construct it. I thought perhaps you could tell me a little something about it. I'm afraid not, sir. That is not any more than you already know. You see, us workmen just built the uh, mechanical body. Yes, I know. Uh, tell me, did you ever see this so-called brain that Dr. Liverite guards so carefully? Well, just once, that's all. I went into his cottage one day to get a blueprint I needed, and uh, he was working on the brain then. I didn't see much, though, just a mass of wires, switches, that sort of thing. And yeah, that's funny. Hmm? What? What's funny? Through the window there, look. The red light is on outside the wind tunnel. And what's so funny about that? Just that I happen to know we ain't testing nothing over there today. That red light means the wind machine is working for everybody to keep out. Yeah. And I was sure I saw Professor Jorgensen and Miss... Um, what's her name? A reporter girl? That's right. I thought I saw them go in there 10 or 15 minutes ago. Maybe you did. I think I'd better go over and have a look. Nobody's supposed to be fooling around in there without permission, you know. Not even Professor Jorgensen's supposed to turn that fan on. It's too dangerous. Hey, excuse me. That's quite all right. I'm glad you left. Something tells me this may be a job for Superman. Out of these clothes. Yeah, so. And out through this door. Now, up, up, and away! Here's the door to the wind tunnel. I'd better go in. Great Scott. Lois and Professor Jorgensen inside the tunnel hanging on for their lives. Hold on! Hold on, I'm coming! Better get up into the tunnel first. There we are. Oh, 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 Out cold. Well, better leave her that way. But the professor. It's been a great strain for a man his age. He's in pretty bad shape. Hey! Hey, you! Stay where you are! Uh -oh. What's going on there? My machinist friend. I'd better be on my way. I'll just leave these two here. He'll see that Jorgerson gets medical attention. Now, up! Up! And away! A short time later, after the excitement of Lois's narrow escape has died down, 
She is sitting in the office of Yates Peterson, president of the Metropolis Aircraft Plant, discussing the incident with Peterson and Clark Kent. Listen. The most surprising thing I've ever heard of, you're being saved like that by Superman. I never really believed Superman existed until today. But then some, some very strange things have been happening around here. I'm still trying to figure out where that tin man disappeared to. I don't think you'll ever find the answer to that, Mr. Peterson. I'm afraid you're right, Miss Lane. Too bad about Professor Jorgerson. He's a nice old man and a brilliant scientist, I understand. Yes, I'd give a good deal to know who turned on that fan by accident. That was no accident, Mr. Peterson. What do you mean? Well, I don't see how you can believe it was after what Miss Lane has told us. You mean about the plane that almost ran her and Jorgerson down? Yes. That and the incident in the wind tunnel... We tried to find the man who was piloting that plane, and I understand he's left the premises. Matter of fact, he turns out to have been a pretty shady character. That's true. He wasn't living where he said he was, and no one knew him at that address. Still, And that wind tunnel business. Whoever turned on that fan turned it on deliberately. I'm sure of that. But why? I'm not sure myself, but I've got a hunch it's got something to do with Dr. Liverite's tin man. Oh, Mr. Kent, you can't be serious. I certainly am. But that sounds ridiculous. Well, oh, uh, excuse me. Sorry. Hello? Yes, this is Peterson. Oh, yes, yes, Doctor. What's that? Why, that's simply wonderful. How in the world did you do it? And so quickly. Why, that's wonderful. Well, how, how soon do you think you could have it finished? I see. Excellent, Doctor, excellent. We'll arrange for the trial late tomorrow afternoon. Fine, fine. Yes, right. Goodbye. That was Dr. Liverite. He tells me that, that by rare good fortune, he's remembered almost the entire formula for the tin man's brain. Say, that is quick work. Is he uh, putting the brain together now? Yes, he says he's going to get to work on it at once and promises to have it ready by tomorrow afternoon. Mm -hmm. His staff are also working on the metal body. And we should be ready for another test late in the afternoon, tomorrow. Isn't that kind of fast? Why, no, certainly not. We're anxious to prove or disprove the mechanical man's usefulness as quickly as possible, that's all. Oh, wait, excuse me. I'll be back in a minute. Some arrangements I must make for the test tomorrow. All right. What's the matter, Clark? You look a little suspicious. Well, I am suspicious, though. I don't really know why. You know, I don't like half the things that are going on around here, Lois. Take this latest development, for instance. You mean Dr. Liverite remembering almost the entire formula for the mechanical brain? Yes. Uh, that just doesn't make sense to me. I know. That occurred to me, too. But it's perfectly possible that a man who has invented something should remember what it was he invented. Oh, well, yes, but what's the hurry about testing the thing? Peterson plans to test the second tin man tomorrow afternoon. Why so quickly? You know, scientists are usually very careful men who test everything carefully before giving it the supreme test. But now here these two are going to test... Ah, well, that's taken care of. Uh, by the way, you two will come out tomorrow afternoon for the test? Oh, I'd certainly like to be there. Yes, so would I. What was that, Clark? Uh, nothing, nothing at all. Well, fine. Uh, show up here tomorrow about uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and if Dr. Liverite is successful in completing his second Tin Man, we'd have another test. Uh, it'll make quite a scoop for the Daily Planet. Yes, it will indeed. Well, many thanks, Mr. Peterson. Come on, Lois. Right with you. Come on now, Clark. What are you holding back for? Oh, I just feel like walking slowly. Yes, of course he wants to walk slowly. For his keen ears are listening to what is going on in Peterson's office. He has heard Peterson pick up the telephone and ask for Dr. Livright. Give me Dr. Livright. Come on, Clark, for heaven's sake. Uh, wait a minute, Lois, while I tie my shoestring. Kneeling down, pretending to tighten his shoelace, Kent listens. 
Hello, Mr. Wright. This is Peterson. Listen, that reporter Kent and the girl, Lois Lane, are getting suspicious. What do you think we ought to do? No, 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 I'm not getting nervous, but... Uh, all right. Okay, just you say. But if they get any nosier, we'd have to do something about them and do it quick. Right. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Clark, haven't you finished tying that shoelace yet? Yes. Just finished, Lois. Let's go. Well, this is a strange turn of events that begins to shed light on the mystery of the Thin Man. In just a moment, we'll return to the adventures of Superman. But right now, here is another important message. Say, gang, isn't it a fact that when you get something extra good to eat at breakfast, it kind of gives you a lift for the rest of the day? I know, it sure does for me. And that's why I want to tell you all about that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Because those crisp, golden flakes taste the doggone good that you just can't afford to pass them up. Yes, sir, there's nothing like a big bowl full of crisp, delicious Kellogg's Pep when it comes to downright good eating. What's more, Kellogg's Pep is good for you as well as good to eat. So start right now making delicious Kellogg's Pep part of your regular breakfast, huh? Ask your mother to get you a package of Kellogg's Pep when she's at the store tomorrow. And join the Pep Parade right away. Remember, Pep, Pep, get in step. Make your cereal Kellogg's Pep. And now back to Superman. Unknown to Lois, Superman in his guise of Clark Kent has overheard a most revealing conversation between Yates Peterson, president of Metropolis Aircraft, and Dr. Livright, inventor of the Tin Man. What are these two men up to? Can they have had something to do with the disappearance of the first Tin Man and with what happened to Lois and Professor Jorgerson? Superman is determined to get at the bottom of this mystery, so don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode. And listen every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. The Adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual.